welcome to Guitar Books the Podcast. My name is Joe McMurray. Today we're going to be talking about fingerstyle blues from Migs Rivera. Before we do, if you haven't checked out my book, it's called Arranging for Fingerstyle Guitar. Please check it out. The link is in the show notes of the description. Uh, in this book, I show you how to arrange a single melody in hundreds of different ways so that afterwards you should be able to arrange any melody for fingerstyle guitar. Also, if you haven't checked out my music, please check out Riding the Wave or Acoustic Oasis on uh, the streaming services. My next album, Pins on the Map, is complete and I'm going to be releasing it this fall. So, uh, one final thing, uh, thanks for your patience over the summer. I know I haven't released an episode for several months. Uh, over the summer, we didn't have childcare and so I was doing a lot of dad duty and I also traveled a lot with my family and I had a lot of performances here in New York City playing lots of fingerstyle guitar. So I'm glad to be back and I have some fun books in the lineup for this season. So today we're going to be talking about fingerstyle blues, like I said, from Migs Rivera. So this is a really inspiring, well-graduated method book for learning to play fingerstyle blues. It's aimed at intermediate and advanced players if you're a late beginner, you should be able to handle the first couple tunes at least. It might just be more uh, long-term projects. This book is not the book that you want to grab as your first fingerstyle guitar method. If you are just starting out with fingerstyle guitar, I highly recommend getting a, a real teacher and doing some in-person lessons or online lessons, video lessons, or if you want to use a book. Uh, books like Alfred's Beginning Fingerstyle Guitar, or Hal Leonard's Fingerstyle Guitar Method, or Mel Bay's The Complete Chet Atkins Guitar Method are great books for getting started with, with general fingerstyle guitar. But if you want, if you already have some experience and you want to focus on fingerstyle blues, this is an amazing book. I highly recommend it. Each chapter provides a full performance tune. Leading up to that tune, there are several examples that focus on a technique, and these examples directly prepare you for the performance tune. As advertised, the book is entirely focused on fingerstyle blues, but it does deep dives into lots of different sub-styles of fingerstyle blues, like delta blues with a tune that sounds like it could be from Robert Johnson. Uh, it gets into boogies, like from John Lee Hooker, slide blues from players like Sun House, as well as Texas blues from players like Lightning Hopkins. There's also a modern sounding blues tune that the author wrote that introduces some jazzier chords, uses some sus chords, something nice to mix it up. Sounds that you wouldn't normally hear in older substyles, fingerstyle blues. So I love the author's teaching approach. In each chapter, he focuses on usually one or two new techniques, and he takes chunks of the song and shows you how to use that new technique within the song. Sometimes he gradually makes it more complicated over the course of several examples, and then you play the performance tune, and that performance tune will use those new techniques you've been learning about. The first chapter is awesome. It takes a single 12-bar blues, and it's, it's very simple in the first example, and then he arranges it using new techniques like hammer-ons, the grace note hammer-ons, and slide hammer-ons, and 
some chord fragments and things like that, rubato bends. And then finally, he has a final performance tune that utilizes all of these different techniques all in the same example. It sounds much more authentic. If you were to just play through the example using all hammer-ons, it would sound more like a, a technical exercise, but when you use a little bit of each one, it sounds much more authentic. The author provides some music theory throughout the book, but it's definitely not music theory heavy in this book. So for those of you who don't like a lot of music theory, it's a big plus for you. Um, for those of you who do like music theory, like myself, it's okay, you can still use your music theory knowledge that you've gained elsewhere and use it to analyze the tunes in the book, but you'll do a lot more playing in this book than reading technical music theory stuff. The book features uh, audio and video examples that you access using a QR code. You have to use your cell phone, so that's a little annoying, but uh, the video lessons themselves are great. Uh, Migs Rivera, the author, gives you some more details about how to play the examples, and he also performs each tune, and I think that's incredibly helpful. It's really hard sometimes to get the proper rhythm and feel just from reading the book, and watching him, that's much, it's much easier. So it's definitely worth your time to check out the videos. One thing to note about the book is that it doesn't emphasize improvisation, which is a huge part of the fingerstyle blues tradition. However, that's fine. You can learn about improvisation from other sources, like a private teacher or from a book like Joseph Alexander's Fingerstyle Blues Guitar, and you can take that knowledge that you've learned about improvisation and you can put it into some of the tunes that he's presented. And um, yeah, this book is great for learning the techniques to play fingerstyle blues and to get a really authentic sound. But yeah, it's not great for learning to improvise. This book does introduce some modern percussive techniques that you might hear from players like Michael Hedges or Don Ross, Andy McKee, Mike Dawes. If you've ever heard the author Migs Rivera play, he does use a lot of these modern percussive techniques. So in the book, in the last couple tunes, you'll learn how to use thumb slaps and various percussive hits on the body of the guitar. So if you're into that, that's exciting. If you're not into it, you still have the majority of the book doesn't utilize these modern techniques. As you're going through this book, I'd really recommend using an acoustic steel string guitar or an electric guitar. I would probably not want to use a nylon string classical guitar. So before I grab my guitar, just to give you an overview of everything I've been talking about, I've got four main bullet points here. The first one is that this book provides authentic sounding fingerstyle blues tunes. Second, it's got excellent difficulty graduation. The examples build off each other and get gradually more complex and difficult. There's a cohesive feel throughout the book, especially as the final performance tune pulls bits and pieces from all of the performance tunes throughout the book. So it really brings things to a, to a nice, tidy conclusion. Third, there's not much emphasis on improvisation. And fourth, the online video lessons are extremely helpful, especially since some of the, the rhythms are difficult in the book and it's much easier to learn them from watching him play them. Also, you'll get a much better idea of the feel 
of these blues tunes if you watch him play them. So I'm going to go ahead and grab my guitar and show you uh, some of the tunes in the book so that you can get an idea of how the tunes sound. So I mentioned earlier that the first chapter is awesome. He really nailed it with this uh, teaching strategy. He presents this one 12-bar blues progression. I'm going to play it for you now, and then I'll show you the different variations and finally the, the final performance tune. One, two. So it's kind of a it's a cool groove. It's you know it's based around the bass line with a little teeny melody. This it's just the root of each chord, but it's kind of it doesn't have that bluesy sound yet. It's missing all the little stylistic elements. So in each following example, he starts adding in those stylistic elements. The first one is he adds hammer-on grace notes. So instead of the melody being just he goes. I'll just do a little bit of this. Which already sounds a lot better. The second study, he introduces sliding grace notes. So sliding from a half step below the melody note into the melody note. So instead of, it's gonna go, do a little bit of that. Then he adds in rubato bends. These are these kind of slow quarter note bends, and this time it's gonna only be in the bass line. So instead of going, it's gonna go. So I'll try that, I'll just do a little bit. Yeah, that's a nice bluesy element. Then instead of just playing the root of each chord as the little melody, going to play chord fragments. It's an A7 chord there. So here we go, a little bit of it. Still doing the rubato bends in the bass. The last study before the final performance tune, he uses rubato bends in both the bass and the melody notes. So instead of going, he's going to go as the melody. Like a little quarter note bend. So here we go, I'll do a little bit. So finally, the performance tune at the end of chapter one is called Hit the Road. This is just a culmination of everything, all the previous examples. So, you know, it feels like a technical exercise when you play one stylistic element throughout the whole 12 bars and then you know you play another 12 bars using an entirely different stylistic element. Realistically you want to kind of throw everything into the pot and stir it around so uh, he does a really good job of that here and I'll play it for you. One, two. 
so it's a super fun tune, really simple. So the next tune in the book is in chapter 4 on page 34. It's called The Young Boy Delta Blues. It really has that delta sound. So here, this is one time through a 12 bars, 12 bar progression. Super fun tune, has a nice groove. So the final tune I'm gonna play for you from this book is in chapter six on page 44. It's called The John Lee Boogie. It's an awesome groove in the style of John Lee Hooker. It uses sixths in the key of A major. Well, technically A mixolydian over an A7 chord. Um, you can get this kind of that over the four chord D, over the five chord. Then he uses a cool lead lick mixed in with that. So I'm gonna go ahead and play it through once. It's just one 12 bar sequence. One, two, three, four. Super fun tune. I love playing that one, and like if I was gonna play that out, I'd probably play it as it's written, then maybe do just the the groove with the sixths for a whole 12 bars. Maybe I'd play like my own lead licks. Yeah, so maybe instead of his lead lick, maybe I'd do something like or make up different different ones every time. So that would be maybe at the third time through the 12 bars, then maybe I'd play just the shuffle the fourth time through, maybe the fifth time I'd play it as written. So yeah, so that way you get a full like minute and a half, two minutes out of the song rather than just 20-30 seconds. So with that, that's all I'm going to play from the book. Fingerstyle Blues Guitar from Migs Rivera. This is an awesome book for fingerstyle blues for all the reasons I've outlined at the beginning of this video. Um, some other books you might want to look at if you're into fingerstyle blues um, would be the Joseph Alexander book, Fingerstyle Blues Guitar. I mentioned that earlier. Great for learning how to do fingerstyle blues improvising. And you might also want to check out Stefan Grossman's complete country blues guitar book. So yeah, I hope you enjoyed this. Before you go, like I mentioned earlier, if you haven't checked out my book, please take a look. It's called Arranging for Fingerstyle Guitar. It's available um, through the link in the show notes below. Uh, in this book, I will show you how to arrange one simple melody in hundreds of different ways 
um, and afterwards you should be able to arrange any melody. So more specifically, we'll take this one melody and we will arrange it using putting the melody on the high strings and adding a bass line underneath based off the chords. Then we'll add inner harmony. Then we'll utilize things like an alternating bass line, Travis picking. We'll utilize arpeggiation. We will put the melody in the bass. We will use, we'll harmonize the melody with thirds and sixths and tenths. We will use independent bass lines underneath the melody. We will use natural and artificial harmonics. We'll look at how to transpose the tune to different keys to find the best key for the tune. We will look at some alternate tuning, some alternate time signatures. And then towards the end of the book, I get into a lot of detail um, with the topic of reharmonization. It's a really great way to make your tunes more interesting, um, to put different chords underneath the melody than you originally had underneath the melody. It's really fun. It's one of my favorite ways to make a tune sound different and you can play through the, the same melody multiple times and every time it feels fresh. So please check that out. And additionally, please check out my music. Riding the Wave and Acoustic Oasis are available through all the streaming platforms and my new album, Pins on the Map, will be available this fall. So keep an eye out for that. So thank you, have an awesome day.